So, you want to talk sports? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall Bacaluso. And here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot and who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. Well, Monday night, we're coming off a uh, very entertaining Monday night football game because between the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Rams that everyone's calling it an instant classic. Oh, that, that, that was the best game I think I've ever seen. <laughs> instant classic. I don't think so. If I want to watch that, I can just turn on the Big 12 on Saturdays. That's what that's called. No defense. No tackling. You can't have an instant classic with no tackling. Well, Mitch, there was defense. Aaron Donald, you had a strip sack. Once they're paying Aaron Donald, he better make one at least one play for that game. No defense whatsoever. The one that Tyreek Hill scored, like the cornerback slipped, there was a wide open pass, marched up and down the field. And everyone's talking about how... QBs are the heroes of the game. The hero was a punter, Johnny Hecker, who booted a 68-yard punt. That game was a shit show. Uh, There's a wife beater trying to play hero ball at the end, and then he ended up pinning him in at their own goal line. Then the Rams tried to give the game away again. Everyone's telling me, oh, Sean McVay is this great offensive genius. Is he? He tried to give the game right back to the Chiefs. He's, like, trying to out-coach Andy Reid and show how smart he is, so he's doing run plays, and all they had to do, or play action, like pass, when all they had to do was run the ball around the clock. It's like, you can't watch that with a straight face and tell me the Rams look like a Super Bowl team. Did that look like a team that could go marching into New Orleans in a playoff game and come out with a win? I don't think so. The McVay's botching clock management. The, there's uh, turnovers everywhere. Mahomes had five turnovers. The team that scored 50, po- team scored 50 points and lost that game. That was wild enter- wildly entertaining, yes. But you know what? The dumpster fire is entertaining also. Does they, that was... Not to mention that, on top of that, the Monday Night Football broadcast stinks. The circus act that they put on went perfectly with that game. Joe Tessitore, he's a fine play-by-play announcer, but he's ruined Patrick Mahomes for me because earlier in the year against the Broncos, he had his, Showtime Mahomes! Can you believe it? Or he threw a left-handed pass. Oh my god, it's a left-handed pass. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was wide open. Eli Manning threw a left-handed touchdown pass. He didn't see anyone freaking out about that. Showtime, Mahomes! And his color commentator, Jason Witten, is god-awful. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But let's listen to a clip from him from last night's game. Eva Cam. Joe Tester just literally said his name. He said his name 15 seconds before that, and he still couldn't pronounce it. His analysis is terrible. He's like watching. There's one. He's like, I'll watch Travis Kelsey here, and then like during the play, he's trying to pull like a Tony Romo because like Tony Romo was good, so he can't thought they duplicate the success. Another Cowboys color guy. But so Travis Kelsey is going out on a route. He's like, oh, Kelsey's open. Kelsey's open. And then upon the replay, he's being draped with triple coverage. He was not open. <laughs> there was another one where he's showing the defense alignment. He's like, oh, watch him come outside here as the defensive end proceeds to crash the middle. He did exactly the opposite of what he was saying. That man is awful. And it's not his fault that ESPN hired him. And then there's Booger McFarland on that stupid crane going up and down the sideline, <laughs> blocking fans' views. And he's on this thing, so he can, why couldn't he give his terrible analysis up in the booth? There's like one of them, it's like, fumble here, oh, this is a great play, he comes in, he punches it out, and then this guy has a really good, uh, a good instinct to recover the football. It's like, I could have done that, he doesn't need to be on that crane. <laughs> Fans are spending their hard-earned money dealing with wildfires back in their house, so they spend their hard-earned oh, no. money just to be 
blocked by Booger McFarlane and see the back of his head. And then they have these stupid no. graphics up and down. Like, yeah, I, yeah, oh my God. That whole Monday night game. Everyone's talking how great it was. No defense. It was a circus ass for the broadcast. I'm sick of it. Back in the old days, football used <laughs> to be smash days, mouth the with days. Dick Buckus and the linemen. The wing, the wing T offense, baby. Yeah. Army Navy Not style. This flag football stuff. What, throwing see. passes down the field. That's terrible. Yeah, that's my open, that is my opening. Ladies rest. and gentlemen, if you've come for some lame cold takes, you're not going to get it here. Because here we make fun of people. We swear when we're not supposed to. Uh, yeah, I'm no, sorry, no, no. sorry for all the viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to mark this episode oh, as explicit. In oh, the, it, it's, you know what? It's but hey, you know what? Good opening rant. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna progress through uh, for our weekly updates. Um, um, it's gonna be a longer we, one than usual. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be longer. We we were filming this or recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, normally, we like to do it midweek for, to get some of the midweek NBA uh, baseball action. Uh, but we'll be passed out after the full Thanksgiving meal uh, on Thursday. So we're filming t- uh, recording it today. But we got a lot of NFL action. So first, Lots. going back to last Thursday. Uh, Packers lost to Seahawks 24-27. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both had two touchdowns in which uh, a game that may have, as reports are showing, that uh, may have decided Mike McCarthy's fate at the end of this year. He might not be still in Green Bay. Uh, it was it, this. This was just once again proves Packers are just not a good, not a good football team. No, oh, I I agree, and everyone is so quick to jump on McCarthy. And like you yeah. said, there are reports coming out this week that even if they run the table and make the playoffs, this is last year. And the yeah. thing with Rodgers is clearly not working. And I will, I'll get into that later because I do think Rodgers does have a great... But in this case, everyone was blaming McCarthy. That was not McCarthy's fault. They had a chance to uh, going down to like take the lead in this game. And the, um, first, Aaron Rodgers has a guy wide open, Aaron Jones, for a check down. But he doesn't go there. He wants to play hero ball. He's looking downfield. Couldn't yeah. find anyone. Forced one incomplete. Then on third and two, he has a wide open receiver and he throws it in the ground. So then with four minutes left, and they still have timeouts in the two minute warning, they punt the ball. And everyone's like, oh, you have to go for it. No, you don't. Like, quarterback yeah. should have picked up the first down right beforehand. And Russell Wilson played fantastic. Yeah, like, he usually does. Seahawks are still a playoff still team, but yeah. Yeah, so, that that was my great. That was a good game. That that went that was a while ago. We got uh, some noon games. So the noon games, besides the Titan or the on Sunday games, I should say, besides the Titans, Colts, and the uh, Eagles and uh, Saints, which we'll talk about both of those. Uh, each game was decided by five points or less. So it was like no matter even like we're, I mean we're not gonna talk about the Cardinals and the Reds, uh, Raiders game because like who cares? But it was it was actually pretty entertaining game to watch. Uh, but the first one we had Titans at Colts. They got smoked. Uh, Colts won that thirty-eight to twenty to ten. Luck had three touchdowns. He has not been sacked in five weeks. And that 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 offensive line is is some, doing something special over in Indianapolis. Well, going back to how close all these games are, you had the Titans who beat the Patriots last week. We then lose to the Colts. Or yeah, Titans beat the Patriots. Yeah. Then they lose to the Colts. The Colts lost to the Patriots. Like, how are you supposed to bet in the NFL? You can't be a gambler yeah. in the, with the parody in this league. This is why this league's like fantastic. You never know what you're going to get each Sunday. But luck, like I said, offensive line has been fantastic for him. Quentin yeah. Nelson, the rookie out of Notre Dame, is doing a He's, great job. Uh, yeah, his mic dub. His mic dub was actually very entertaining. The running block. Yeah, the running block. Ah! He got fined for that. He did. The publicity. They saw like the NFL looked at it because it was getting so much attention, and he like led with his head, and he ended up getting fined. So that's screwed garbage. over. Yeah, they, they, I would say there are a lot of personalities. There are, there are there were a couple of very bad helmet to helmet calls uh, this week. The one in the Saints Rams game or the 
Chiefs Rams game. Yeah, that was that was uh, not great. But but we we digress. The Steelers. Uh, were uh, at, but Andrew Luck looked really good. Yeah, he did. Playoff team, like we've been saying. Yeah, Watch yeah. Out. You heard it here first. Dorm Street Podcast. We called it when they were three and five. They're a good team. Here they are. So ESPN is going to come calling any, right, any right. day now. Coach of your candidate, I think. Yeah, heck of a job. Hot takes. Uh, Steelers, Jags, Steelers somehow managed to win that game. Big Ben had three touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, in which the Jag, the defense, the Jaguars held on. Not they, they did very well, but not quite enough to get that win. Uh, Big Ben had that, you know, diving touchdown at the end of the game to secure that victory for him. That was a wild ending, right there. That's that a football game. That, there was that defense. Was fun. That was fun. A touchdown was valued. It was still very entertaining. Yeah. That's what football is supposed to look like. I think the Jaguars had some dudes there, and I think that just shows. That just goes to show um, how uh, how good the um, uh, the Steelers are this year. The fact that they came out flat, we're still able to come away with a victory there. Jacksonville, that gave a valiant effort. Bortles, though, they clearly don't trust them. You can't get the job done. Um, so. Uh, the. Buccaneers and the Giants. Giants not last of the Bucks, 38-35. Speaking of no defense, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, remember that he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, and he had three interceptions, which is the quarterback situation is a rotating door for the uh, Buccaneers. As Jameis Winston came back in, threw two touchdowns with a pick. Uh, Saquon, he showed out in that game with 142 yards uh, and two, to- two total touchdowns, uh, in which... The Giants, surprisingly, in that terrible division, are still alive at what three and seven? Yeah, yeah. They can, like theoretically, technically speaking, they can still make the playoffs, which is stretch, but they're still in. It. Uh, then we had the Cowboys and the Falcons. Cowboys won twenty-two nineteen. Uh, Zeke had one hundred twenty-two yards, one touchdown, I believe. Uh, 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 Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, the bad guy. Yeah, D- Dak the Prescott. The guy <laughs> <laughs> like, can't throw me on the field. Uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, which the Falcon season looks like uh, one that foot was, in yeah. the grave. They they were not playing well recently. Cowboys though, and we, this is what I said last week that they were a contender, and that was like kind of a hesitant pick, but they do look like contenders. Leighton Van Der Esch is a stud. He had he interception is. that game, and Dak Prescott that's the formula for him. He's five yeah. and zero oh, um, when uh, Zeke is, I think yeah when Zeke runs for over hundred yards and he doesn't turn the ball over. And Dak yeah. Prescott's five and zero, oh, so he just has to play it safe. Thinking Dak with all over the field, has Zeke rush for 100 yards. Yeah. That's, a, that's a winning formula with their good defense. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep that up. Bengals-Ravens was a pretty unentertaining game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, or the Ravens won 24-21. Lamar uh, Jackson got uh, first was, career start. First, first career, career start. Win. He was 13 of 19 for 150 yards and one interception. That wasn't the real story of the game, though. First drive, first drive of his NFL career. They scored a touchdown, but he didn't throw one pass that entire drive. All rushing plays. In fact, he ran the ball 27 times total during that 27. game. He did not play quarterback. He put, put back. Yeah, and to put this in perspective, Michael Vick, who's like the great running quarterback who a lot of people compare him to, the most he ever ran in his career was 15 times during a game. Lamar Jackson ran 27. So he played a good game uh, for the most part because he can tell he's very raw and inexperienced. But yeah. that is not a sustainable formula as an NFL quarterback. If you're running 27 times, like they're going to have to figure uh, he, something else he, out. He looks like a Terrell Pryor t- kind of deal where like he's going he's gonna to turn into like a wide receiver running back combination, I feel like. He throws a decent, yeah, he throws, he actually has a better arm than people give him credit for. It's just, he needs, he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket yet. He's not fine. And like he, like I said, he, he is still very raw in there. But he got, hey, he won in his career. And he's going to get another start next week because uh, yeah. Blackwood's still going to be out, so. Then let's nice. talk about some Broncos, baby. Beat the Chargers 23-22. Phil yeah. Lindsay, the future rookie of the year. You heard it here first with two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers had, uh, 
two touchdowns, two interceptions, in which the the Mitchell Kaminsky proclaimed the second best team in the NFL and lost to the three and six Denver Broncos. Uh, Case Keenum had 59 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. He ended up with 250, I want to say. Uh, that was a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, yeah, it was, and that was the, the Chargers should have won that game. And Philip Rivers kind of botched that at the end. First, he turned the wrong way in a handoff. Then he threw an incomplete pass. But um, and he really did play a horrible game overall. He, did, he had he a did. couple interceptions, but. Philip Rivers is the only QB in the NFL with two, at least two touchdown passes in every game and has a QBR above 90 in every game. Only quarterback in the NFL to do that, so despite that bad game, and they'll bounce back from it. I mean, the Vikings are a good team. They got shellacked by the Bills. This is the NFL. And the Broncos yeah. have been playing teams close by yeah, now. Yeah, Not a good look for my Chargers, definitely. I think yeah. they might be sliding down from the two spot there, but they'll bounce back, and I still do think they're uh, one of the better teams we in the AFC. We certainly see. Shout out to Clutch Keenum, though. Yeah, Clutch Keenum drove him down the field. Had some nice plays. He had no touchdowns, but he got him in, he got him in scoring range. Yeah, what he had to do? Dude, he, had, he, sadly, he was on pace for a record, though. He was about to throw. He was throwing a fir- his, an interception in every game this season so far, and no player has ever thrown a pick in every single game. And unfortunately speaking, he didn't do it here. That would be kind of funny to see it happen. But go Broncos anyways. The Eagles vi- visited New Orleans and got their butts whooped. 7-48. Uh, Wentz had three interceptions. Brees had four touchdowns. And what looked like the really just, I mean, the Saints are the best team in the NFL by a long shot. Their offense is fantastic. Drew Brees is fantastic. Uh, we'll get more of that later. Defense is good. This is, this is what happens. And obviously... Saints are fantastic, but this is what happens with the Eagles when you have Lane Johnson saying, like, oh, I'd rather win one Super Bowl and have fun than four like New England and not have fun. That's a loser yeah. comment. Yeah. They have, they're like parading around with their Super Philly Philly Super Bowl hangover. And honestly, I think Frank Wright, we'll talk about later, I think he's the glue holding that together. He left, and they're dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, he made uh, Nick Foles, and I think Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback too, but he made Nick Foles look pretty good, so... Yeah. I mean, Eagles are a mess right now, and I don't yeah. think they're making the playoffs. And that was the worst loss by a Super Bowl-winning team in NFL history, like the biggest uh, margin by that's a team no that left Super Bowl victory. That's so, no that's good. Uh, the Vikings visited Chicago, lost 20-25. Kirk Cousins had two touchdowns, two picks. Trubisky had one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, and what was a defensive showing-out party for the Bears, although they tried to get the Vikings to win so bad, but they wouldn't take it, which we'll, I'll talk about later. My closing rant. But, uh, yeah, Vikings, they just didn't look that great. They, yeah, well, Bears defense balled out. Uh, yeah. Matt Nagy did a fantastic job. That was the biggest Bears regular season uh, win. And, like, the, and like but since, I think since they were last in the playoffs. It's, about, it's been about, like, 10 yeah. years. Yeah, since that, that's been, that was a huge win for them. Yeah. It was ugly near the end. Defense looked good for the first uh, three quarters and ten minutes and then uh, kind of fell off the yeah. end there. But they still hung on, and that's their first, like, quality. That was the first big test of the season, and I think they passed it. Um, flying color. So good for the Bears. Playoff team, 7-3, yeah. sitting at the top of the yeah. division. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, Chiefs, we talked about it. Uh, visited L.A. Uh, they lost 51-54. A fun fact about that game. Is that was the first game in NFL history where both teams scored 50 points, and no NFL team in history has scored 50 points and lost a football game until the Chiefs did it on Monday night. They NFL teams with scoring 50 points were 216 and zero, and the Chiefs broke that, which we're just seeing. I mean, a lot more offense in this league, and uh, 
from a home state, Baker Mayfield in college at Texas Tech, Oklahoma yeah. State, and that shootout. I didn't hear everyone saying, oh, instant classic, yeah. game of the century. Yeah, Mahomes had, not fun. Mahomes had six touchdowns, three interceptions, two fumbles. Goff had five touchdowns, uh, one of those running. So Goff, I will say, he looked good. He did look like, good. The Rams' defense looked really shoddy. I think the Chiefs' defense has actually improved a lot. Like, they gave him a little bit of resistance heading down. Where, like, Goff had to make throws. Yeah. And, like, Mahomes could just utilize the weapons. Like, I'm like, because they had a lot of wide open plays. But, um, Goff's like, yeah, he's the real deal. He's been really good in McVay's system, and he, he made some great throws on the stretch. Yeah, certainly did. And so we'll have the Thanksgiving games coming up. I think the Bears play the Lions. Bears play the Lions. Cowboys Eagles. play the Redskins, which will be interesting. Colt McCoy um, yeah, new getting starter. a start. And they got Mark Sanchez as the backup, but that's going to be a huge game. That's like the Bears-Vikings game from last week, where uh, the winner of that, the Cowboys could potentially uh, take, uh, take the division with a win there, so... They're the heavy favorites for the first time this season, but don't count McCoy out. He, he looked he's decent not, last week. I mean, the reason pick, he was good in college. I wouldn't pick against the Cowboys, but this game could be close to me. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the NFL NBA Weekly. we got some fun stuff. LeBron passes Chamberlain, scoring 44 uh, against the Blazers. Uh, he has a 9-7 record, same as the Heat. Uh, when he left, and the same record as the Cavs when he returned. Uh... Yeah, uh, LeBron, yeah, he passed, he passed Wilt against Blazers, 44, um, on the all-time scoring. Uh, then a couple games later, he dropped 50 in Miami, which is kind of like a statement one. But, yeah, uh, yeah like he said, but Lakers, everyone's saying, like, they like oh, they're going to get knocked out in the second round. I don't see why they could, like, I don't see why they couldn't be the two seed yeah. um, in the West. They're sitting 9-7, and seven, uh, like they were. This is with the same record he had when he first went to the Heat his first year, the same record he had when he returned to the Cavs. Both years they went to the NBA Finals, so it always kind of takes a while for him to get uh, yeah, figured yeah, out. Yeah, but he's, um, he's looked good. He's creeping up on uh, the Greek freak for the MVP race. He's starting to play some really good basketball, so that's something to keep your eye on. For sure, for sure. And then Carmelo got released, which might just end his career uh, in the NBA as, you know, he's just kind of been passed around. And once he left that locker room, all of a sudden things clicked for the Rockets. Yeah. It got exponentially better as soon as he left. Same with Oklahoma. I mean, he's the most overrated super, superstar yeah. of this generation. Like, he's very talented and all, but... He used to be, like, a Kind of out of shape. Now. He wasn't great with the Knicks. Like, the end with the Knicks wasn't great. Yeah. They were happy to get rid of him. Oklahoma was, was happy to get rid of him. Houston's now happy to get rid of him. He's the... Yeah. Uh, he leaves a locker room, and it automatically gets better. That's just all you need to know yeah, about Carmelo and I don't know what team is going to say, yeah, we want Carmelo on our team after what after all this happened. He's aging, just, and he can't shoot. He needs yeah. the ball to like post up and like work. Yeah, he's it's not, not good. good. And there is a fire sale in Washington. It is hashtag rebuild time. Uh, Wall and Beal are looking to get traded. Uh, the trading uh, block. Yep. So though it, it is definitely rebuild time for the the Wizards. And, yeah. uh, if I'm an NBA team. I'm not touching John Wall. That's an inefficient point guard. That's yeah. not a fantastic shooter. Bradley Beal, though, that's an interesting piece. Yeah. Great yeah. shooter. Very underrated. Lakers, maybe. I see that as a really good fit with LeBron. They could use some shooters. Yeah, I don't sure. know if the Lakers would pull the trigger on that, but uh, Beal is a piece I would want on my franchise. So that's that'll be interesting to see if they get anyone um, for it, because uh, I'm sure teams are interested. Soccer Weekly. No, still on international break. The Nations League Cup is going on. Uh, pretty much all you need to know about that, because no one really cares, is the Netherlands, Portugal, Switzerland, and England are in the final four. England did beat Croatia as, like, and all, although I will say, they beat Croatia, and people are, you, you always got the English pundits who are jumping on the bandwagon, and like, oh, this is like their revenge win uh, for the quarterfinal loss. Uh, 
or no, for the semifinal loss back in the World Cup. That's not even close. That's like when Germany killed Brazil 7-1 in the, uh, in the semis of the 2014 World Cup, and Brazil beat them in the Olympics. No one cares about the Olympics. No one cares about the Nations League. I'm a big soccer fan. I don't watch the... Well, I did watch some of the games, but, like, it doesn't matter. So I, the whole narrative that, like, this is a revenge game, it's, it's dumb. Uh, but congrats to England anyways. Maybe they can finally win something for once. Moving on to college football. College football. Big week. Didn't look like a huge bunch of big games in the slate, but turned out to be some big ones. West Virginia got knocked off by Oklahoma State 45-41. And that's a big upset. Oklahoma State has not been good this year. That's also bad news for Oklahoma because their only signature win right now is against Iowa State. And it's yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, it's Iowa State. <laughs> they're ranked. But, like, West Virginia is supposed to be the next signature win. They got a Heisman candidate and Will Greer. And now that's not looking so good because now they have two losses. Um, that knocks Virginia out, West Virginia out of playoff contention. They were a long shot anyway, but that kind of knocks them out. Oklahoma, they beat Kansas 55-40. to And this brings up the question, should they really be in the playoff? Like I said, they don't have a signature no. win. They're giving up 40 to Kansas. They, that's wrong. This is like, the offense, I will say, this year looked better than it has with Baker Mayfield. Looks better than it did last year with Baker yeah. Mayfield, but that defense can't stop. Anyone. You want to talk about no defense. Watch Oklahoma play. Kansas put up 40. Side note, Les Miles just got yeah. hired by Kansas. So that, that, pro, that program's been bad for a long time, but they're kind of on the uptick. Yeah, they're on the uptick. They won a couple games. Saban led Alabama to a thrilling 50-70 to win over powerhouse Citadel. But they were tied 10-10 at halftime. Yeah, we so called, you know hey, what? last week, watch podcast. Or listen to podcast. We called it. It's going to be a barn burner. And it was for one half. So... Yeah, well, we I don't know what Saban said. I'm sure he was very pissed. But um, <laughs> came out, yeah. Two has still only thrown one pass in the fourth quarter this year, which is yeah. that's crazy. Um, being yeah. a, being Bama's backup QB would be a pretty fun job. Uh, looking ahead to next week, we got some big, uh, also some big games. Um, biggest of them all is Ohio State versus Michigan. Both teams with one loss. Michigan's coming off a really close win against Indiana, uh, 31-20. They didn't look great. Um, Shea Patterson kind of bailed him out with his legs. He picked up a lot of third downs. And Indiana always plays him tough, but in the big house, that was not a great showing. Speaking of bad showings, Ohio State survived an OT 52-51 to over Maryland. And can we please rule them out of the playoff, too? Yeah. I mean, they only have one loss, but Maryland put up 51. Nebraska was in a dogfight with them when they were at home. The, the, the mascot for Maryland's a turtle. And they scored 51 points it's on your a defense. Tear up him. There's a difference. Turtle, the type of turtle. It's like a, it is. It's like a snapping turtle or something like that. I don't know. Something stupid. It has a shell. It's their mascot. Yeah, Maryland's terrible. <laughs> they barely survived in OT. Can we rule? Quit making excuses for them. Like Urban's fuzzy memory might uh, not remember them getting curb stopped by un- curb stomped by un- unranked Purdue, but the rest of us do. You know, that fuzzy fuzzy memory of like Urban has. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't that never happened. Call. Um, and UCF this week, they have a chance to become the second, uh, they're going to have their second undefeated regular season in a row as they face South Florida, but they still won't make the playoff because all their votes are being counted and, uh, tabulated in crooked Florida. Yep. I demand a recount. I demand a recount. A manual recount. Ah, jeez. Well, we got some MLB news coming. Uh, Paxson traded for prospect Justice Sheffield and what some Yankees fans, not a fan of that trade, but... No, I mean, when you break it down, look, it, it, just Sheffield hits 96. He's got a good slider. Uh, he's got some – he's got good stuff. He loses command a little bit, though. I mean, like, look, he's, he's – it's, it's a prospect, though. 
They're they're trying to win now. I like the Paxton trade. Yeah, it's a win. It's they're, it shows they're in win now mode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, they need they need a pitcher. I'm fine with that. That's pretty pretty good trade. Win win for the. They resigned Sabathia, so they got old man Sabathia. Old the man, CC Sabathia, and then uh, Adrian Beltran retires. Tip of the cap to him. Uh, I'll read off the list of third basemen who have 3,000 hits and 400, 400 home runs, and is Adrian Beltre, and that's it. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good career for him. He had a fantastic career. Yeah. Um, he's he also in the top one, 10 in shortstops, I think, or third baseman in his career for war, too. Yeah. Great fielder. Um, yeah. Also, very interesting. He's a funny player to watch. He like, is. No one lets him touch his head. Yeah. yeah. If you look up, like, YouTube videos of Adrian Beltre uh, do, doing just funny stuff, it, it, it'll be a good time. And then, coming up next, who's hot and who's hot this week? Sponsored by Ted Wick Heating Cooling. We had our, we had our first snow, like actual snow here in Peoria. It was freezing. Uh, yeah, it was freezing, and I kind of hated it. Ted Wick Heating and Cooling. Heating, yeah, heat. You know what? If you're looking for good air conditioning or heating, you, you might want to go elsewhere. But it's cheap. But it's cheap. That's why I'm sponsoring this That's podcast. That's why I'm sponsoring this podcast. Thanks, Ted. Uh, my hot, uh, you know what? Coincidences were hot this week. Joe Theismann. Had his terrible leg-breaking injury 30 years ago on Sunday. And Mr. Alex Smith had a very eerily similar... Mm-hmm. He had an eerily similar... Uh, That's not oh, what's up? Yeah, go ahead. What's up? He had an eerily similar uh, leg injury as uh, he broke his leg in, in two spots uh, requiring surgery. Uh... It was the same, same 30 years ago on the day. It had the same exact score, 23-21. And Joe Theismann was actually in the building. He said it was eerily weird uh, how similar that was. Uh, and that, that, was, that was just kind of weird. Before we continue, first guest on the podcast. Yeah, first guest. Sam Phelan. First of many, Sam uh, Phelan. Oh. Yeah, so. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so he's got, <laughs> he's got a breaking story, I guess. He's got a breaking story. Yeah, I mean, not, not necessarily a breaking story here. More of a, more of a development here. I was looking at... Obviously, college football uh, playoff rankings coming out at some point today uh, would be expected. Um, I just want to break down this scenario, uh, kind of a kind of a nightmare scenario for college football fans and the college football playoff committee here. Um, take you through a scenario here. Right now, we got number one is Alabama in the rankings. They should remain there. Uh, remaining schedule for them is Auburn, and then uh, if they win that game, they would uh, they're going to meet Georgia in that uh, SEC championship game, regardless. But you've got. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, all uh, top five teams there, all with winnable schedules. Now, if Georgia were to beat Alabama in that SEC championship game, you're in a situation here where you don't really have a team to take out of the college football playoff true. bracket. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've got an undefeated Notre Dame team, they, they're not going anywhere. You've got an undefeated ACC champion in Clemson, they're not going anywhere. So I mean, do you take Alabama out for a close loss to Georgia? But you can't no, put Georgia. Yeah, 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 you're not going to take out Alabama. You can't, but you can't put in Alabama and not put in Georgia. So then you might end up with a 12 and one Big Ten champion in Michigan not making it. Point I'm trying to make here is college football needs to go to an 18 bracket. I now, agree. What, what I, I agree with that. What, what I propose. What I would propose is all you put in the winner of all five power conferences. So your Pac-12 champion, your ACC champion, Big Ten, Big 12, uh, SEC, all, all those get in, and then you allow three wild cards. Because I think it is 
personally, I think it is just wrong that UCF is not going to get a chance in the college football yeah, playoffs. If you're, not gonna let a, if you're not going to let a non-power five school in, then why are you letting Notre Dame in? Exactly. Like, they, they've exactly. won all their games. They're, like, they're it's on their schedule. And you, yeah. you, watching UCF, if they were in the playoffs, that would just be entertaining. Because if they if they win, if they do oh, something, yeah. that's a 30-30 in the making right oh, there. Oh, of course. I mean, I... <laughs> As a as a football fan, I want to see UCF. I like I watch UCF football. I want to I want to see UCF take on Alabama. Well, they for, beat Auburn. For beat Alabama game. last they, year. They, they that interim head coach Scott Frost. They <laughs> embarrassed Auburn last year in that uh, in the Peach Bowl last year. I just think it, it it makes so much more logical sense to put in your your Power Five. And I mean, I get it. I've heard the counter arguments all the time. People will come on and they'll. They'll say, oh, well, Northwestern beats Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Then you put Northwestern, Northwestern gets an automatic bid to the playoffs. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think it's a self-correcting issue in some ways where if a team wins their conference and they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, I mean, what, they go out, they get, they get the shit kicked out of them by Alabama in the first round. Yeah, that's not good it's for the a, rating. See, the reason they wouldn't do that though is because that's not good for the rating. No one wants to watch I mean, them, like lose. I, I mean, two. I would agree, but at the same time, like, how much do we like to see that Cinderella story? I, I mean, you see it all the time in college basketball. We love to see that underdog, like Loyola, go into the Final Four last. You want to see Loyola play Michigan for that big game? I mean, if North, I, I would say if North, uh, an eight and four Northwestern team beats Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. And then they were to come out in three straight weeks. They beat an Alabama, beat a Clemson, beat a Notre Dame. They they deserve to be the national champion. I think they. I agree. I just think it wouldn't happen. Like the reason, like no, I, yeah, I like the eighteen playoff uh, as well. Um, I don't know necessarily though if you just go strictly off of uh, conference winners. I think if Northwestern won their thing, I don't think they'd be as. I'd rather let in. A no, I'd rather have like Notre Dame, maybe two ACC teams. Georgia was like the runner up. Um, uh, if you had, like, a couple years ago, Penn State, when they won the Big Ten, they were deserving, but then, like, Ohio State, with the one loss, um, yeah. they still got in. They yeah, like both of them in. So I think, like, it would be well, a way well, to get why, the deserving team. With the 18 bracket, though, you could put in your Power Five, and you can put in th- three wide. So you put in the five big Power Five conference winners and the next three highest-rated AP teams. Yeah. So you get, like, a team like UCF grabs one of those wild card spots. They grab one of those last few spots. Like Alabama loses in the SEC championship game, no harm. They can still grab one of those last three spots. Like you don't have to win the conference to get in, but I think winning the conference, you at least deserve that chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank well, you for that. Yeah, thanks for that little extra analysis for our college football. We'll definitely be talking about that uh, later as the playoff starts. We, we digress. We've got to go back. Mitch, who's hot this week? Oh, yeah. Hot this week. Field goals in Nebraska. No <laughs> touchdowns were scored that game. Nebraska pulled out. That's good nine football. To six. Honestly, like Big Ten football. Nebraska baby. being good is good for college football. Because like they got no, they got <laughs> they got great fans. That's a great fan base up there. Like that's college football is better when Nebraska is good. Who is your not? My my who not is? hot. I mean, obviously snowball is never hot. But this week, a ref had to stop the game in the in the middle of the game. He stopped it in the Colorado versus Utah game up in Colorado. So the fans, they, he, he played with the fans. You got to stop throwing snowballs. It is unsafe for the players. You know what? What's in those snowballs? I, that, was, that, was, that was pretty funny. I, if I were a fan, I would throw a snowball. I'm not going to lie. I'll try to hit a player. If I saw Tom Brady, I'd throw a snowball at him. My not for this week is high school pitchers drafted in the MLB. So Michael Kopech, he was a big prospect for the White Sox here, threw in the high 90s. And then he's having Tommy John surgery. So looking into it for the MLB, top uh, pitching prospects signed in high school that throw hard. Uh, let's see, there's uh, – I'm going down the list of the top prospects here. 
Uh, one suspended to a drug violation. Another one had a Tommy John. Kopech had a Tommy John. Uh, Sorka for the Braves. He's out for one year with shoulder inflammation. Uh, a guy for the Phillies, uh, Sixto Sanchez. He's out for a year with elbow inflammation. Hunter Green for the Reds. Tommy John. Uh, Brent Honeywell for the Rays. Tommy John. Um, Alex Reyes for the Cardinals. Tommy John. Uh, there's only one in there that didn't have two in there that didn't have Tommy John, and uh, it was uh, Mitch Keller for the Pirates, and he had a 5.85 ERA in AAA. Nice. And then Mackenzie Gore for the Padres, 5.19 ERA. Um, so just coming up too fast. Tommy 51, John's fun, man. Yeah, 51 percent of pitchers in high school that are throwing in the 90s, 51 uh, percent never reached the big leagues. 40 percent of them had elbow or shoulder surgery. 17 percent are pitching in the majors with their original. Only 17 are pitching in the majors with their original team. And 13% are no longer pitching in any affiliation uh, in baseball. Um, and then if you look at the top pitchers this year in college, just to prove that theory, uh, that came out of college, not high school. It was uh, DeGrom, college. Scherzer, college. Nola, college. Freeman, college. Corbin, college. Snell's the only one on that list. Or Verlander was college. Kluber is college. Sales, college. Uh, Garrett Cole got drafted in college. The only one on that list was Blake Snell, and he did not throw in the 90s in high school. He kind of grew into his velocity yeah. as it came up. So I think not hot. Teams that draft high school pitchers that throw in the 90s. I'll make sure to remember that. That's why I didn't go to the MLB straight out of high school because I did not want to get Tommy John surgery. Mm. We got some hot takes. Uh, we, we already covered a lot of important stuff that happened this week. Uh, but one thing we were talking about, overrated quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, in which we both, we, both, we both were talking, and I, I believe you had Aaron Rodgers, I had Carson Wentz as two of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Rodgers, okay, to be fair, Rodgers is very good. Yeah, the, Hall of Famer. Disclaimer, both team, both quarterbacks are good quarterbacks, but they're not as good as people say they are. So it's not like a shot. Like We're not saying they're bad. Like it's, we, we don't got no Nathan Petermans around here. But Carson Wentz. Well, explain. Yeah, Sam's not happy about that. Oh, <laughs> no. Feel free to defend. You can rebuild buttle after, oh, afterwards. I've got a problem with that Aaron Rodgers comment. Well, oh, let me explain. My Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's. Do you want me to go for it? I'll go yeah, first. He, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Every, like, disclaimer, like I said. Fantastic quarterback. Everyone's always comparing him to Tom Brady as the GOAT. He's no If you look Tom at his Brady. career, he's a lot closer to Ben Roethlisberger than he Very is Tom, Tom yeah. Brady. Let's let's take a look at it. They both go into the playoffs. They're always injured. Roethlisberger has his gimpy ankle. And then uh, Rodgers is always like limping around. They always seem to be injured. Yeah. They're both mobile quarterbacks and impress us with their uh, great play. They both have a decent amount of weapons. Roethlisberger, a couple more. But Rodgers has still had some pretty good weapons throughout his career with Donald yeah. Driver, Greg Jennings, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Both have pretty good coaches, Mike McCarthy, Mike Tomlin. Not they're not big, yeah, they're not big. They're, okay. Be- they're not Bill Belichick. Uh, but I think if you're going to compare the two, Rodgers is a lot closer to Roethlisberger than he is Tom Brady. So get him out of the goal conversation. Yeah. And he only has one Super Bowl win. I yeah. think he, at some point, like wins do matter. They, he's always had like a decent defense. Now that he hasn't had, a uh, they, been, but been okay they should be past. at this point in his career. They should be better. Uh, than what they are. I think he's vastly overrated. Still a solid quarterback. Not to say that he's bad, but he should not be in the good conversation. And, and, and as for as for Carson Wentz, he's 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 still young. I remember when he when he came out of college, people were kind of no one really questioned him. But I remember there were a lot of a lot of a lot of sports analysts saying that he like. I remember if it was you had one quarterback to build your team around, a lot of people picked Carson Wentz, and that was when you had like Jared Goff out there. We had a lot of the young young quarterbacks who had had proven themselves, and Carson Wentz like. He led the Eagles. He led "quote unquote" the Eagles to the Super Bowl. But when you can, when he gets injured, and you just throw Nick Foles, who's he's not very, he's not great. He he's a Case Keenum. He's, yeah, he's, he's a Case Keenum. Yeah. When you can just throw him in there and just win a Super Bowl and be still be as good as they were with Carson Wentz, that shows something. Especially with uh, or Frank Reich. Yeah, Frank Reich. Or that, that Frank Reich. Same with Pat Shermer. Those two. 
very similar situations where they, they have a starting quarterback, goes down, and they look, look, let's just throw in the backup QB. We'll do the exact same thing. You have a good scheme, with especially, I mean, he had fan, he has fantastic weapons in Philadelphia. They should be a lot better than they are right now at, uh, I believe, 4-6. and six. Uh, Same record as the Denver Broncos, which is not good for a franchise to have. When 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 that happens, it, it's just I don't I don't think he's as good as people say. Still a good quarterback. He's still young. He's got a lot left to prove. He can prove me wrong, but I don't think he's as good as uh, people were initially yeah, saying. All right. Well, I mean, I would I have no no questions there about Carson Wentz. I've never. Uh, I mean, like you said, great quarterback. Uh, I'd love to have him on my favorite team. Love I mean, love Carson Wentz, but uh, I yeah, people need to slow down the slow down the train a little bit on that one. As far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, I've been a Bears fan my entire life, and uh, I'm a firm believer that he is, in fact, the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, And the fact that he is, compared to Ben Roethlisberger, I think is just disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Aaron Rodgers has... Disrespectful to Roethlisberger. Look at all the rings, baby. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers has thrown more than eight interceptions in the season one time. Ben Roethlisberger, 11 seasons of double-digit interceptions. Tom Brady, nine seasons of double-digit interceptions. Tom Brady's career passer rating is 97. Aaron Rodgers is 107. The way that this man gets it done on the field, and the reason he gets compared so much to Tom Brady is because Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, creates around him. Like The amount of receivers that Aaron Rodgers has made relevant is remarkable. I mean, jo- Jordy Nelson isn't anything without Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb is relevant. Well, now he's old and past yeah, his prime. He, yeah, like, he's right not now. good anymore. He's he old. does make it, but that's what a good quarterback does is elevate the receivers. Like, yes, I, I, but, like, but there, there, are not, there are not quarterbacks. Like, Ben Roethlisberger is made better by Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and when he had Le'Veon Bell, that offense made Big Ben better. That he was still doing. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady still make their offenses the better. That is, yeah, that's true. But like Roethlisberger was still winning. Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger won that Super Bowl against the Cardinals with I, all the best defenses. Don't, in football. don't get me wrong. I think Rodgers is better yeah. than Roethlisberger, but I think that's a closer comparison than it is to Brady. I, mean, I, I don't know, like, man. I mean, I get, I get it. Through, I mean, calling somebody the goat is all relative because it's about what right. you base it off of. And uh, yeah. Brady's no question more decorated, better wins more. Uh, but I watch Aaron Rodgers take the field every night, man, and. There is not a quarterback who I have ever, or a single player in football on a 54-man roster where I thought to myself, they are 50, yeah, 53 now, yeah. 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 <laughs> but where I thought to myself, uh, they are never out of a game because of one specific player. And that is what Aaron Rodgers does for a team. Aaron, When you have Aaron Rodgers, he is able to completely take over a game with his arm, with his ability to throw on the run, with his ability to escape the pocket and scramble when he needs to. His ability to create is unlike anything I've seen. And I think that's what puts him above Brady and Roethlisberger and all those other guys, for me personally. Well, folks, if you're... One last quick point. One last quick point I like I, I don't disagree with you there, but I think like when you're comparing them, it's like looking at Montana and John Elway. John Elway is a lot more talented, like physically and gifted. Like he yeah. can run out, he's a lot more flat. Sure. But like everyone, still Joe Montana is still considered a lot better than John Elway was. Yeah, because he won. wins. Yeah. yeah. So like that's I think that at some point winning matters, and he's only got one Super Bowl to show. When we're talking about the goat, folks. You can't see it, but right now I'm pointing my fingers because Tom Brady's got a whole lot of rings to show for his his quarterback skills. But we have been talking about that a lot. We've talked about it a lot over the podcast, and I. We're bringing in the closer for our last segment. Last segment 
Uh, best for last. We're talking about speaking of overrated quarterbacks. Has anyone seen Kirk Cousins lately? Oh yeah, you've probably seen him on a Sunday noon game. So that's the only games he wins. He shows up for his yeah, he wins his yeah, he games. wins his noon games on Sunday. If you want, if you want a quarterback who will get you championships or playoff wins or playoff berths, Kirk Cousins is not the guy you're looking for. He's being way overpaid by the Vikings. He is now four and twelve in primetime games and four and twenty-two versus teams over five hundred. The Bears tried their best to give him that game. They 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 had it. They were dominant for the first three quarters, three and a half quarters of the game. And then they said, ah, let's, let's, who cares if we, we, we finish the game? Let's just let Kirk Cousins march down the field. It was not because of Kirk Cousins that that game was close. It was because the Bears kind of lost a handle on it. Anyways, he cannot win a playoff game. He won't get, if you want a team or a quarterback who will get your team to like a Sunday night primetime game like we had with the Bears game, which he said was flexed there because of the Vikings, not the Bears. And all the, all the Bears fans are going crazy. No, the reason the I got... Chicago market would disagree. Because the, that, re, that game got flexed because they had a crappy matchup in the Seahawks versus the 49ers. That's why it got flexed. Anyways, Kirk Cousins, he, in the fourth quarter, he has his worst QBR of any quarter in 91. He has eight touchdowns, five interceptions, and he has two touchdowns and two picks when they're within seven. One of those came last on Sunday night with a pick six in the fourth quarter which pretty much ended the game. If the Bears didn't have that pick six, the Vikings could have won that game. Uh, he, has, uh, 19, look, he has 19 touchdowns, seven picks this year. I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm not saying he's very good either. He's being overpaid. He's, being, he's making $28 million, $28 million this year, and he's got $84 million guaranteed dollars in his contract. He's, he's the highest paid quarterback in the league. And if you look at that, that list with Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford following it, it's not a very good list. These quarterbacks are getting paid way too much money to just be mediocre or slightly better than average. If you want a quarterback like a Drew Brees, obviously Drew Brees doesn't come around every, every often, but quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins who are getting this money, they don't deserve it, never will, and they never have. And that's my uh, that's my closing rant. I don't like Kirk Cousins. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. He's like the Andy Dalton. You like yeah. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, you like, like that. that. He probably doesn't like that. Yeah, he's, he, he's the Andy Dalton. You know who they're is? Like, oh, they're they're like, they can make those. Strength. They're decent. Yeah. But like when it gets to prime time, then I got like He tries, tries to sling the ball and makes, makes bad red zone interceptions like we saw against the Bears. Um, that'll wrap up this podcast, our Thanksgiving edition, as uh, I'll try and get this out uh, on, a Wednesday, on a Wednesday, the day well, before be Thanksgiving. This, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's all we got. That. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, I'm Mr. Mac Lewis, Mitch Kaminsky. We got Sam Family. Special guest. Uh, thank you for stopping. Yeah, by. thanks for stopping by. Right, thanks for having me. Yeah, check uh check in our Spotify, follow us on Twitter. Uh, might have an Instagram account soon. We got to work on that. But uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time.